Hey there, this is Bo James, and on behalf of the Wix Church of the Nazarene, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I believe there is something for you in this message, and I pray that it will help you grow your faith. Enjoy. Anyway, uh, just to get started, uh, again, thank you for allowing me to come back and be here with you all today and uh, be here. So today we're going to be in Isaiah. And um, I like the book of Isaiah. And the reason why I like the book of Isaiah is because Isaiah is broken up into three parts. The first part, you know, when we talk about Isaiah, in the first part of Isaiah, it's got these three parts. The first part of Isaiah is this condemnation. So it's kind of difficult. The second part of Isaiah is this confiscation of it, this historic part of it. Because chapter 39, the end of chapter 39 ends with, with uh, uh, this announcing that Babylon is going to conquest Jerusalem. And so they're all going, you know, they're all going, we're going to get taken over? What? We're all going to get, you know, this is going to happen to us? And then the third part, this last part of Isaiah is this consolation that they get, this, this comfort that they get. And this is why I like about Isaiah, because it goes through these, these parts that God has for his people. And so I really want to concentrate on this last part of Isaiah because of what's going on in our world today. And I want to concentrate on chapter 40, verse 1 through 2. Just that very first part of that. Because we're going to talk about this comfort. Because let's face it, today in our world, all we got to do is turn on our TV, right? All we got to do is see what's going on. We've had to deal with COVID. We've had to deal, and now we've got, for those of us that lived during the Cold War, it kind of feels like it's happening all over again. We've got inflation. We've got all sorts of things that's happening. And, I mean, just the hatred that's going on in our society today. This division that's going on. Where's this comfort? Where's this peace? And even in this time, you know, God's people was like, we're feeling this. The enemies were at the gate. Where was this comfort? Where was this peace? But there it was. And it was being spoken about. So this is what it says. Hold on, let me get my glasses situated here so I can read what I'm saying here. So Isaiah chapter 40, verse 1 through 2, and I'm reading out of the NIV, and this is what it says. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that, you, that her hard service has been completed. That her sin has been paid for. That she has received from the Lord's hand double all her sins. Now, when we read that, the word comfort, that appears throughout the entire Bible. We see it all over the Bible. But it's a little misleading in, in contemporary English. So let's, let's look at this. 
For us in the, in the English language, comfort is kind of soothing, like we, how we would soothe the baby, right? It eases our pain. It makes us feel better. But for here, if we look at the Hebrew version of comfort, it means more what Isaiah was talking about was more to come forth, to strengthen, okay? To encourage, to instill a sense of security. And so that's what they're referring to, that's what Isaiah was referring to here. He's talking about comfort. And that's what God was referring to here. This, to encourage my people. So he's encouraging his people in this middle, in the middle of this discouragement. Because remember, in, as I was saying, at the end of chapter 39 of Isaiah, he's saying, hey, <laughs> you know, Babylon's going to take over. Jerusalem. It's going to happen. But as far as God was concerned, the war is ending. I'm here to comfort you. But they didn't realize at that time. It hadn't been, Israel hadn't been suffering yet. Not yet. But God is speaking through Isaiah to bolster them, to give them strength that they needed to endure to what was about to happen, to see that his promises were going to be fulfilled. So they didn't need comfort like how you would comfort a child. They needed strength. They needed security. And that's what God gives us. He gives us the strength, the security, to give us this courage to endure what's happening. Look at what's happening today in our world today. My goodness. Some days, I don't, I'm just like, why do I need even, why should we even walk out through the front door? I mean, seriously. How do you get out the front door if we don't have God to give us the strength to get out the front door? I honestly don't know how people do it if they don't have God. I know I can't. Isaiah knew what it was to warn and instruct God's people. But the Lord also wanted his people to receive this comfort. In 2 Corinthians... Chapter 1, verse 3, speaks of our Lord as the God of all comfort. God wants his messengers to speak comfort to his people. Guess what, guys? That's all of you. So we have to go out when God gives us that strength, that security, to go out our front door to give comfort to us, we have to go out and give it to others. Any group waiting to hear God's word, 
There are any number of hitting, hurting hearts. Look, there's a ton of people out there whose hearts are hurting. I see it every day in the work that I do. Every day. People are constantly walking in my door, or my phone is always ringing. And it's important for those hearts that are hurting to hear a word of comfort from God. I'm God's messenger. You're all God's messengers. It's important for us to give them God's word, give them that comfort. One preacher put it this way, preach to broken hearts and you'll never lack an audience. And it's true. You never will. So comfort our people. We have to go out and comfort our people. God gives us that strength. Comfort words direct to God's people are in general. The prophets have instructions from their God. For he is the Lord's God of the holy prophets. This is in Revelation chapter 22, verse 6. To comfort the people of God. And, ch and the charge is double. Comfort you. Comfort you not because the prophets are unwilling to do it. No. It is the most pleasant part of their work. In other words, we don't do it because it pleases us. We have to do it because it pleases God. We go do it because God wants us to do it. We do it because sometimes the souls of God's people also refuse to be comforted. Think about that. Even though the souls of God's people refuse to be comforted, we still have to go out and comfort them. Just like, and I'm going to get to this point at the very end, so I'm going to repeat this at the very end. Just like Jesus died on the cross for us, We don't have to ask for forgiveness. We have to accept it, right? Just like sometimes we don't accept comfort and sometimes we don't want it, we have to accept it. It's the same thing. We still have to go out there and do it. It's not a matter of, I'm going to make you feel good. It's a matter of giving each other strength. So this comforts that we must go out must be repeated and repeated. And the reason to repeat it and repeat it is so that eventually they'll hear it. Think of it this way. How provenient grace works. Provenient grace goes out and you'll see somebody who's hurting. Think of somebody who is addicted to drugs or let's just say an addict. And provenient grace goes out and works on them over and you'll see it. 
they'll get clean and they'll fall. They'll get clean and they'll fall. They'll get clean and they fall back. And that's okay, but Provenient Grace goes out and works on them over and over and over and over. Because Provenient Grace is constantly working on them, comforting them, and strengthening them. We as messengers have to go out and do that. Comfort God's people. Go out and strengthen It's not a one and done, guys. If it was a one and done, I would be up here one time giving you one message, walk out the door, and never be up here again. So would your pastor. It's not. We would do one Sunday, one and done. Never again. Comfort. Comfort. Comfort my people. Strengthen my people. Speak comfort to Jerusalem. This means that Jerusalem needed a word of comfort. This means that God's hand, God had comfort in giving them. God's comfort was not hollow. It wasn't this, it was not a hollow, positive thinking, there's a silver lining behind every cloud kind of thing, kind of message. God always gives us this reason for comfort. We have to remember that. We can't think of it as Okay, let me put it to you this way. Sorry. Comfort comes with this tender words. It's it's spoken to the heart. When you think of the heart and the head, Right? You can't have the head separated from the heart. You always have to have to have the heart and the head together, right? When we have our faith. Okay? We have to have the heart and the head. It can't be separated. It has to be together. So God always God speaks. It comforts, speak comfort. It literally means speak to the heart like a young man who's wooing a girl. Think of it that way. It's important that God's message today it speaks to our heart. Because that will also speak to our head. It strengthens us. At the moment that Isaiah spoke this, this battle they were having loomed at their gates. They had this battle looming. Even though there still may have been this army that was against them, As far as God was concerned, her warfare had ended. That's where we're at today. The service had completed. There was a reason for this comfort. And again, that's where we're at today. Our battle has ended. Our warfare is over. Why? Because Jesus has died on the cross. We have comfort. But somehow, sometimes we forget that. And we look at our front door and we go, yeah, I just don't want to walk out that door today. I just can't do it today. All I got to do is turn on the news and see what's going on. COVID, 
all the hate, war, famine, what, baby formula? You name it. Why should I walk out my front door? Why? Because I've got God's back. God's got my back. He's given me strength. And somebody needs God's comfort. And I'm his messenger. And I got to go out there. Comfort. In the same sense that God speaks to us and tells us that we can be more than conquerors through him who loved us, that's Romans chapter 8, verse 37. The battle still looms, but as far as it is concerned, the believer in Jesus Christ, her warfare has ended. Amen? Because you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Comfort. Comfort. Her sin has been paid for. At that time when Isaiah spoke this, Jerusalem was well aware of her sin. Just like we're well aware of our sin. We're well aware of our sin, but our sins have been paid for. Because her sin had been pardoned. This is a real comfort. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. That's our comfort. That is our strength. We are to be recognized as a sinner, as one having sin, yet knowing just as much that our sin is pardoned. And that is the real comfort. That is the strength. You know, the other day I had someone ask in a, a, a district superintendent had come visited Adam and I at the Hope Connection and asked if they could come to one of our addiction therapy groups. And someone had asked, and I can say this because I asked if I could ask this question, and it asked, how do I know that my sins are forgiven? And Mark just looked at him and said, you don't have to ask. They've been forgiven. We just have to accept it. And that's the truth. Our problem as humans is that we tend to lose the fact that it's hard for us to forget, right? We always are looking at the bad stuff. <laughs> but we have to have that comfort and that strength to know God's got it, God's forgotten it, God's pardoned it, God's given us comfort. We don't have to worry about it. Go out the front door. Tell the ones out there that are hurting. It's not easy in this world today. And it seems to be getting more difficult every day. 
you know. Isaiah was speaking in the Old Covenant terminology, speaks of Jerusalem bearing the curse of disobedience, describing in the passages, like in Leviticus 26 and Deuteronomy 28, when he was talking about Jerusalem and her sins and what was going on there. But the same principle applies to the believer under the new covenant. Our inadequate is our inadequate our inadequate now I can't even talk. <laughs> our sin is pardoned. Let me just say that. <laughs> because our sin is paid for. Again, this is the reason for our comfort. Does it seem unfair that God would have to pay double payment for our sin because it talks about this? Double seems to fold over, fold in half. Exodus 26, verse 9. When something is folded over, each half corresponds exactly with the other half. And this would yield the thought of an exact correspondence between sin and payment. Our, our sin is never pardoned because God has simply decided to let us off the hook. Think of it that way. God just said, eh, I'll just let you off the hook. Eh, no big deal. Eh, whatever. Would it have meant anything? Think of it that way. Would it really have meant anything? I don't think so. God just said, eh, whatever. And just let you off the hook. No. He gave his only son, died on the cross, paid double the sin for my sin. I wasn't even born yet. Wow. That's huge. If he would have just said, eh, that would made God unrighteous and a wicked judge, something that he could never be. But under this new covenant, it, would not, it is not we who have received from the Lord's hand double of all of her sins. It's our sin-bearing Savior, Jesus Christ, who received the cup of the wrath from the Lord's hand double of all of our sins. Comfort. 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 So I want to encourage all of you. Gas prices going through the roof. Inflation happening. prayer. We always pray. Keep praying. 
Always keep praying. You are a prayerful church. I see that. You're strong in prayer. I encourage that. Always. We, Nazarene Church, man, this is the most prayerful group of people. And I came from the Methodist Church. Woo, when I jumped over into the Nazarene side, I was like, man, y'all are a bunch of prayerful people. I like this. But I want to encourage y'all, when you see the news, turn it off. Pray. When you read something awful, shut it down. Pray. When you hear about a hurting heart, talk to them. Pray. Be specific. Because if you don't be specific, God wants you to be very specific about what you pray about. Because if you don't say, God, give me comfort, He's not going to give you comfort. He's going to give you what you ask for. But if you really need that comfort and that strength, ask Him for it. I want to encourage you to do that. Because I want to encourage you to go out your front door. I want to encourage you to see the person that's hurting. And I want to encourage you to be that messenger that God wants you to be to give that person comfort. Because you never know what heart you might change. Sometimes it just takes seeing somebody that's having a bad day and just saying, so how are you doing today? Simple as that. Sometimes that's all it takes. And sometimes it just takes you getting out the front door. I want to end with this, and I'm going to do this on a personal note, and I'm going to tell you all something about me personally. This is my own little witness for the week. I suffer from severe anxiety. And it only occurs about once every five years or so. And I got an unusual attack a couple weeks ago. Couldn't get out my front door. I don't know what was happening. I don't know why it was happening. Did not make any sense to me. Usually when it happens, I know where it's coming from. And I know how to deal with it, and I can resolve it, and it'll take a day or two. But this time, didn't know what was happening. Even my husband didn't know where it was coming from and why it was happening. So we couldn't figure out what was happening. We did a lot of praying <laughs> and a lot of curling up together, trying to figure out what was going on. and praying to God for comfort and courage because I knew I had to get out the front door. And I had to get out the front door because I knew there was somebody else out there that needed me, that needed comfort, that needed help, that needed me to help them because they needed me to get them a message from God. And eventually I was able to get out the front door and my church family was there with me. They knew what was going on. And I opened up to them and they were able to comfort me and help me and give me strength so I could help. 
And when that moment came, and it did, I was able to help somebody. And that person I was able to help was somebody in Alabama who turned out to be somebody that I served with over, well, I didn't serve with, but I helped out over in Iraq who just lost their battle buddy to suicide, who, in a weird way, ended up getting in touch with me in Arkansas that I hadn't spoke to since 2005. And I was able to help them through a dark period. So that's why I encourage you, pray, comfort, get out the front door. God will help you. And remember that comfort is God's strength, God's security, God's armor. Amen? Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for this church, for this family. Lord, I, I want to ask you just to give them comfort, give them strength. I know they're going through a trial right now. I know they need your prayers. They need your comfort. They need your strength. And Lord, I want you to wrap your loving arms around them. Lord, just be with them as they go out today. Be with them as they go out into their community. Lord, be with them as they see, search that person that's hurting, that needs them. Lord, I thank you so much for this family. Thank you so much for this community. Heavenly Father, be with their pastor as they're traveling back. Be with Pastor BJ and her family as she's traveling back and give them safe travels. And be with them and be with the rest of this church family the rest of this week. Thank you so much. We ask this all in your son's name. And the whole church said, Amen. Hey, I hope you received exactly what you needed from that message. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or you can always find us in person if you're in the area. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find us on Tithely. Thank you to those who support our church. I hope you will subscribe and join us on the next one. And remember, you are loved.